Keller Williams is a stalwart singer-songwriter and performer. His music crosses genres, combining bluegrass, folk, reggae, jazz, and funk. His career dates back to the mid-90s, and in that time, he's recorded and toured all over the world. I recently caught up with him before his set at Winter Wondergrass. We met backstage and talked about his music and his most recent album. I hope you dig it. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of get started talking a little bit about uh, touring and whatnot. You know, things have been so crazy the last couple of years with the shutdown. Um, how long have you been back on the road and how have things been going for you? Well, I was lucky enough to uh, get back at it as early as August of 2020. Uh, we started working with a lot of vineyards and breweries. Uh, or, yeah, breweries. Th- Places that had like uh, tap rooms uh, or tasting rooms, you know, not necessarily music venues. Uh, some of them had music, you know, some of them, uh, all, all of them were super cool and super open mind, super open minded and super like angels uh, to the folks that got to play at that time because it was really difficult for anyone to perform live or to go see live music at that time. And we're talking, uh, I guess, March, middle March of 2020, the shutdown began completely. Right. Right? I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty close to Yeah, that. no, it was March 2020. Because Winter Wondergrass was, was um, like a week after, of 2020, it was going to happen a couple weeks after the shutdown. Yeah. So it was one of the first things that, that impacted me personally, at least. Right. Yeah. And... Um, I think, you know, like uh, Burt Kreischer is an amazing, funny uh, comedian, actor, all-around entertainer. <clears throat> he started doing, I guess, uh, these drive-in movie theaters uh, during COVID uh, to where people, you know, because it's all locked down. Everyone sat in their cars or you could be around your car. Yes, it was weird, but that was like a really amazing idea that got elaborated on yeah. and I was fortunate enough to play a couple movie theaters during that time too and um, uh, it was all in all it was really fantastic uh, and it's a hard thing to say uh, knowing about all all the the loss of life that happened during that time and it's kind of pompous for me to say how fantastic that that time was but in all honesty yeah, I never would have taken that much time off. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have two beautiful children, and I took a, a month off before the due date and a month off after the due date for each kid, and that was the longest ever. And then all of a sudden, it's Thursday in Memphis, and I'm the only one in all of the booking agency and the management company that hasn't canceled. And I got the owner of the club going, hey, man, it's okay, let's do it. I'm all set up and sound checked, and I'm like, yeah, do it. <laughs> and we did, and we flew home on Friday, and I think there were shows booked in Little Rock, Arkansas, and Oklahoma City. That, that had done well, and that had tickets sold. And uh, I was pissed uh, to... To not be going, you know, to not be doing those shows. I mean, I was going home on a Friday. I usually go home on a Sunday. So 
you know, I don't, I should be happy not to go to work. <laughs> but I was pissed. And uh, so I guess and I was home that Friday, and then I, I don't remember when, well, I, I don't remember when the exact first gig was back, but I think it was uh, maybe in August in, in North Carolina, in Duck, North Carolina, at this cool place called the Tap Shack, um, which is a um, small shack behind uh, an old Burger King that became... Oh, it, it was. it's behind a gas station convenience store slash Burger King that became this amazing restaurant uh, put on by Scott Foster who was discovered by that dude who the dumps and drive-ins uh, Guy Fieri yeah Guy Fieri uh -huh. yeah. yeah and so these put that place on the map hmm. and uh then he bush hogged this whole lot behind him and threw up a stage and put a little shack out there and uh, it's beautiful like turf and it has a little tent and we had tables and it was like socially distanced uh, I, you know I don't I think the capacity was like 200 maybe we sold a hundred tickets so for about a year and a half we did no no it's probably about eight months we did super low capacity shows and all outside uh, there's I, I don't remember the first time I went back inside but I remember loving it uh, because I'd played outside and and I love playing outside but it was like all we were doing which is great but you got, you got to put up with you know weather and and generator power and blah 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 wah 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 but it's it, 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 it's a beautiful uh thing to be able to uh have folks that have balls to actually put on uh performances and gatherings in a time and such where people were not leaving their house yeah and you know we were getting criticized for being uh super spreaders and uh, people, and then on the other side, we were getting criticized for demanding uh, proof of vaccination. You know, uh, so it's on both sides. You can't win, but I won because I had a good time and I got to uh, perform in front of humans yeah. that were in front of me. Yeah. Uh, I did uh, 64 shows in my basement uh, in front of um, what ended up to be, I think seven iPhones all on the same Wi-Fi going to the same thing and all situated in different rooms and I would do a, sh uh, a show I think it was about 90 100 minutes it was within a certain time period and I had to play within like a hundred minutes and sometimes I forget and I would, the, the thing would stop before I could <laughs> say goodbye but I did that 67 times and that was really cool and that that uh, um, it was called Keller Cellar and a bunch of folks started watching it and uh, it there's community um, formed online of the chat room the when we were doing that stuff so this beautiful beautiful thing came out of uh, that whole time period of not being able to go outside or <clears throat> 
<clears throat> being afraid to go outside. I think, you know, you were probably able to go outside, but everybody was afraid and didn't know what the hell was going on. And so we ran with the idea of beaming over the satellites into the homes and cell phones of anyone who dialed into that frequency at that time. Yeah. No, that was that was a really cool thing because uh, music, live music, is such a um, a big deal for me and, and and so many other people. It was nice that you guys were were being creative and figuring out ways to to still play music for all your fans and whatnot. And that was that was a pretty cool time. Yeah, I got lucky with that, and it wasn't just yeah, it wasn't just us playing for the fans. You know, it was it was kind of us playing for us too. It's important to have this type of thing when you have it all the time, and then you don't. It can really mess with your mind mentally. I was fortunate enough to um, have my wife, Emily, and my wonderful sound engineer tour manager, uh, Louis Gosain, uh, <clears throat> really take control over the whole thing. Lou especially uh, would set up uh, seven can uh, iPhones <laughs> um, on stands in different places and uh, he, he'd have you know an iPad which would switch from camera to camera and uh, he got really creative and he really did an amazing job with it. Unfortunately none of them were uh, really documented. I think there were folks that were uh, savvy enough to record it uh, while they were watching it. I have a whole book of, <laughs> of pictures of people uh, watching Keller Seller um, in the environment in which they're watching it. Some of them, <laughs> this one guy, Floydian Trooper, he had this huge screen TV with these giant, beautiful speakers and uh, <laughs> subwoofers. <laughs> and he uh, was sitting on it like a pimp, you know, like an OG gangster. And his wife was sitting there, you know, with her arms crossed, looking all badass, you know. It's so funny. A great community came out of that. Yeah, I'm very, very lucky to have folks in my life like that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I wanted to also talk about the um, the, the newest album and uh, all kinds of really good songs on it. But I wonder if you could just kind of talk about the, um, the recording process, the writing and all that. And uh, okay. just talk about that a little bit. Well, the writing process came out of, I guess, 2020. Um, nothing really was happening, and I was on this couch sending off uh, voice memos of improv improvisational uh, guitar pieces to this guy, uh, Bobby West, who goes by the name Erothyme, and that's E-R-O-T-H-Y-M-E. -E. you think it would be Erothyme like the spice, but it's Erothyme, Bobby West. And I sent off uh, a bunch of these voice memos and he bent them and shaped them and cut them and edited them and made them into this really cool dance music, uh, kind of acoustic dance music record called Cell that I put out in 2020. And so during that time, I was just kind of coming up with different ideas. And I had songs, you know, from maybe a year ago and um, just started kind of just putting things together and then I guess during uh, the winter of 2021 or was it 2020 going yeah 2021 yeah 
Yeah, yeah, 2021 to 2022. We The kids did virtual school or online school. They could be anywhere as long as there was an internet connection. Um, so just the dream life, dream world, the best case scenario, what would you do? You know, it's just the best thing possible. We did a month in Colorado in December and the kids, you know, did the online school and then, you know, early in the morning cause they were on East coast time. Uh, and then they would ski in the afternoon and, uh, and then we went back to Virginia for Christmas. And then about midway through January, we had a house uh, near St. Petersburg, just, uh, uh, what was it called? It was in, uh, uh, it was um, a key very north, like, the, you know, uh, on the, sorry, on the Gulf, just uh, south of like St. Petersburg. I'll think of the name uh, later in the conversation, in the middle of a sentence, I'll say the, the say the word of, uh, of the city in which that was in. It's a cool name and I know I'm gonna say it. And so uh, there I gave myself two weeks to come up with music. Okay. You know, this is my time, sit down, focus, and come up with songs and i did <laughs> and so that's the writing process and then the recording process was tuesdays and wednesdays uh i think until uh the summer until probably midsummer. you know i'm gone usually thursday morning home sunday night decompress monday studio 11 to 5 tuesday and wednesday re repeat and uh, um, the recording process, uh, Jeff Covert uh, played the drums on a few of the songs. Uh, an amazing, um, it's the first record that I um, allowed <laughs> the pedal steel into my sonic space. I've always loved the pedal steel and until you actually are sitting next to one and watching it being played, you can't really realize the, the technique it goes into playing that properly. And now when I say properly, I mean using all the, the foot pedals, the knee bends, and then there's flippers up on the top, you know? And then once you have these styles, they can be injected into all kinds of music. Of course, it's the most obvious is um, country music, you know? It's always there. You know, you always, even if it's, you know, a rockin' song, if there's a little pedal steel and a little nasal voice, it's a country song. It's also can be injected into jazz and, you know, there's guys, um, you know, Buddy Edmonds, uh, um, as Danny Gatton uh, played with. Um, uh, anyway, this guy, uh, I really wanted to to use him. Uh, um, I really wanted to use Barry Celeste. I have to be perfectly honest. He is a um, 
California guy. Are you familiar with the name Barry Sless? I'm not. Um, he's an amazing guitar player and plays the, the pedal steel as well. But he uh, he's in the he's in more of the Americana, um, New Riders of the Purple Sage kind of older Grateful Dead songs. Uh, uh, do you know the song uh, "Teach Your Children Well and Fathers Hell"? I believe. That's Jerry Garcia playing pedal steel on that. Um, so I wanted some of that, <laughs> and I never really had a space for it in my mind. <laughs> and so finally, this, these songs come along, and we've got all this, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and we're thinking about it. And uh, there's this one band from my hometown a kid a guy I grew up with a couple years older than me lived in with his grandmother in my neighborhood named Will Gravitt and he's a really great singer uh, guitar player and plays a lot of uh, great songs and he had this really super legit country band super super legit kind of country covers you know and he had he's good looking had a little scruff had like a Dwight Yoakam kind of uh, it's kind of like the hat you know uh, there's different kinds of cowboy hats this one's kind of indention you know worn really really just perfect you know and uh, and he they were good it wasn't you know it was really good you know, I'm not a fan of contemporary country music. I mean, I, I would love to actually hang out and and party and talk to Brad Paisley and and uh, and and Tim McGraw. And I want to hang out with uh, the the um, uh, the Gwen Stefani guy. What's his name? Brad. Um, um, uh, that guy. Uh, uh, the guy's on the Voice. Yeah. He seems fun. Um, uh, I, I want to hang out with these country guys, you know. But I love the older country music, you know. Uh, and Will Gravitt was playing it, and uh, he had this pedal steel player, which, and he was just perfect. And that's probably why I thought it was so perfect was the pedal steel. And I remember doing a show. That's probably 15. I don't know how long ago. <laughs> it was in a gymnasium at Longwood College in in Farmville, Virginia. My mother went to Longwood College, so it was you know sentimental thing. I'm playing the show at my mother's college, right. and it was so automatically you say gymnasium, and it's just sounds like souls. It just sounds like total, and it does. Uh, there's two stages, and I think. Uh, it was during the day, and Will Gravitt was playing, and I remember just it being so legit and so awesome, and, and it was so... And it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we were like loading in, you know, it's kind of like a festival. And uh, I think I said hi to him, and he was bolting out because he had to be in D.C. at 10, because um, it, it turned out that he was George Bush's boy and would go on campaign tour with George Bush and do like 20 minute sets, you know, throughout the day at the campaign or whatever they needed. If it was some party or whatever, they'd do a whole show. But it was real money with like a bus playing for George Bush. And then after that, he started, you know, he got he's he plays for all these 
uh, Republican parties around D.C. I'm from Fredericksburg, which is 50, 60 miles south of D.C. And so this um, pedal steel player, uh, he plays four, five, six times a month, seven times a month in D.C. with Will Gravit, these, you know, political parties. And, uh, you know, they just go in the back, hang out, and they play their music, and then they leave, and then they get paid a bunch of money, you know? And it is, it is what it is. However, this dude is legit. And I was able to sit there and watch him uh, do exactly what I was hoped he did and just played this beautiful, beautiful pieces over this music. And uh, I'm so incredibly excited about this one particular piece that he played um, and I'm going to tell you all about it as I put down this guitar at the moment and set down this empty liquid death which is very delicious and they do not sponsor me however I love it so much I would say liquid death uh, is very good and I'm gonna get another one out oh this is one I already opened anyway uh, I'm very, very, very grateful uh, to announce this track called The Imaginary Song, which has pedal steel guitar and tabla uh, in the same vein, along with acoustic guitar. It's tabla that um, drum. Yes, tabla is a traditional type of... Um, um, Eastern instrument. Uh, it's, uh, I th it's in some circles, probably in the correct circles, it's pronounced tabla, tabla, because they're little tubs. But uh, tablas are uh, like uh, usually one kind of big bowl with um, like a skin on top wrapped around real tight. Maybe uh, it'd be ceramic or metal. And then maybe two other small kind of metal sphere type of metal things uh, with with the um, uh, skin on the top. But I don't know how, if it's like, it could be synthetic. There's usually like some kind of uh, black circle in the middle. And it's usually played, well, always played seated uh, in the, Cr uh, cross your legs. Uh, I can't. Right. I, I want to be politically correct. Right, right. You don't want to say. Call it Indian stuff. Yeah, like, hey. what formally called Indian stuff. There you go. That's a good <laughs> way to say. <laughs> I don't know what you call it now. <laughs> cross legs. And uh, the, the coolest thing about it, you, you you play it and you have your 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 hand, uh, uh, your, like the, your tip, uh, the bottom of your hand on, on the drum, and then you're playing it with your fingertips, and you're kind of. Um, playing different tones and getting different sounds both with the kind of the bass tones and the highs and uh i just i'm so fascinated by it and i uh, there's no way i could ever play it so i play it on this roland hand sonic which is a digital uh guitar drum sampler uh that has pads which are touch sensitive so if i were to uh press it lightly but not too lightly and firmly but not too firmly it would go boom, and then if I let go, it'd go boom. But if you press it hard, it just goes boom. But you know, I get in there and I, I just mess around, and so I have these these sounds which are like boom, 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 you know. But I'm doing it 
you know, electronically, but I'm doing it. I'm not doing it on drums, and I probably couldn't. But however, there's that and this pedal steel on there that's, uh, that's so cool. Uh, I'm so, so psyched for that, that that happened. And he also, <clears throat> he also played on the first track too, which is called Ocular Invalid. Maybe I should play that one. Yeah. What do you think? You think you think your first song? You probably. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. Here we go. You ready, Will? I'm ready. All right. Let's hear it. Where are we? Where are we? We're at Squaw Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talking about Indian style, they they changed the name from Squaw to Palisades. Oh. Because that's like a racial like slur for of like Native course. Americans. Of so. Yeah, but it's weird because the area is still called. Squaw, like the mountain and, and the surrounding area, it's still Squaw Valley. Oh. But the resort changed its name to Palisades. But there's How about a, that? They're trying to, there's a native group trying to get that name Squaw out of use. Oh, that's, you know? okay. I, so, okay, I can understand that. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever, you know, can't argue with that. Yeah, so we're here at Palisades at Winter Wonder. Palisades, yeah. baby. <laughs> the Palisades. Ocular inlet reached inside her head, feeling around for an epiphany. But instead, found a pyramid with the third eye so she could see. Multicolors and Soon discover beauty without using her eyes. Imagination is the destination. There she's not compromised. The ocular invalid reached inside her head, feeling around for an epiphany. Where she can look like a fool with pants on the ground, not even get arrested. Push out of pits just to go for a glitz. Look to the final she has infested. Power shot up in the air, dread out of hand. Let her bare feet touch the street. She can live her life looking through a third eye. Eat, drink, sleep, dream, repeat. Eat, drink, sleep, dream, repeat. She can see the wind. She can see gravity. She could see sin, she could see space, she could see you disappearing, she could see dead people, <laughs> she could see the end, <laughs> unsure of what, when, why, where, didn't have a concern, didn't have a care. All that she knew was all she could see Living through a third eye is where she was free She could look like a fool with her pants on the ground And not even get arrested Bush out of pits, disregard for the glitz Her mental violence she hasn't fisted Found a shot up in the air, 
dread out of hair, let a bare feet touch the street. Sleep and live alive, look at the third eye. Eat, drink, sleep, dream, repeat. 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 So you're going back to more, um, uh, less like loop um, based and more songwriting based. Is that kind of what you were talking about with this this new album? I want to get back into songs. Okay. I want to get back into playing songs uh-huh. with the guitar and the microphone. Yeah. Only. Simple. Yeah. Right. And just whatever I can carry, you know, mm-hmm. on my person. I would like to go do shows with everything I walk in on my person without anything in my hands, just over my shoulders. That's where I want to go. Yeah. 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 I like it. Anything else I can do for you? No. Any any pressing questions? No, I think we're good. Uh, Is there anything you want to plug before we go? So, yeah, the only thing I want to plug is uh, I did this song with my daughter. Um, She got hit up by this nonprofit, and it's really, really cool. Um, It has to do with uh, fighting global climate change uh, and bringing equality to females in soccer. And it's badass. Uh, the song is called Still Running, and uh, the, the nonprofit involves their thing is like the Olympic torch, but they have a soccer ball, and they roll it around the world, and they get everyone to sign it. And on the way, they, they organize these soccer games, and the ball goes around the world, gets checked on the plane, comes down, the luggage thing comes off the uh, the baggage uh, carousel, and then they kick it onto the next thing, and then it ends up at the World Cup. Uh, and it's amazing. And um, uh, before this airs, I'm going to tell you what the name of that is, and you can say it. All right. Thank you very much for your time, Will. I appreciate it for for having me on. Yeah, thanks for your time. My pleasure. All right, man. Have a good set. Thank you. Thanks to Keller for taking the time to chat with me. And just to let you know, the name of the charity his daughter is involved with is The Spirit of Football. It's an international organization started back in 2014 that promotes soccer and fair play in sports. Keller's 17-year-old daughter, Ella Williams, wrote the new theme song for them. It will be released in July to coincide with a kickoff event in London. Don't forget to check out Keller online. And while you're at it, give me a follow. Like and subscribe to my show and tell a friend. Until next time, everybody. Have a good one.